There's Robert with us. This, this, this does the same thing every single week. I join the call. Who cares? Is Robert some? Um... Who cares? <laughs> you want to get off? Just for you two? Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, episode 574. I'm Adam, and run, you clever boy, and remember me. And here's Mary Lang. He left me like a library book on a shelf. And Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Two Commander Strax have new information regarding Doctor. Stop. Urgent conference call required. Stop. Render yourself unconscious. Stop. Almost the whole script there. Stop. <laughs> really? How long well, was I, 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 I strongly considered, I am not an animal. I am a human being. Lillian Robbins says, of course I'm watching. Of. Hang on. I'm confused. Lillian Robin. Oh, 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 sorry, she said, if course I'm watching, and then changed it to of. I'll get you. Sorry, Lillian. I'm tired. <laughs> but what happened is, I'll actually, because my body still thinks it's 6 p.m., it, I always get sleepy at 6 p.m. and uh, start nodding off. So by the time this show's come to an end, I'll be able to uh, attempt to go <laughs> back to my. You're going to be down on your desk. No, no, no. I'll be. I'll, 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 uh, the, the the instructions for my Lego um, DeLorean are, are lacking, in, in, in certain you've got one page where it's so a brick here, brick here, and, and one there on top of that one, and then there, or whatever, you know. And then the next page, two of the bricks that they've said are on the previous page aren't there anymore, and it makes the the construction <laughs> even more difficult, and it's quite difficult anyway. So break and, here, break here, okay. And the other I thing, I supposed to break it. Part of the bumper of the front end of of the DeLorean, uh, it, um. One of the bricks, for some reason, I don't know, I was trying to put something together. One of the drips, bit, bricks that holds the bumper in place, or a corner of it, fell out. And you're trying to poke it back through a gap to get it back in. And it's only being held on by one, you know, the, you know, the circle things on top of the Lego brick. It's only being held on by one of them. And therefore, the, the bumper bit that attaches to that is only being held on by that and something else. That doesn't bother me. I'm fairly confident that that one brick, obviously, Lego know. They're all engineers, aren't they, that create these Lego models, uh, know that that is enough to hold that in place. However, when the brick's fallen out and you can't get it back in again, um, and it's a black brick. If you notice also, there's another thing to me. Remote controls and things like that are all like black. And when you're in a dimly lit room, you're trying to find the buttons on the remote control. But you can't see them because I mean things are black. What is this obsession with engineering and 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 tech of making it black? You can't see it. You know, most people like to operate um, gaming consoles in, in low light, don't they? You don't want a light in the background. You don't want it reflecting off the TV screen. Anyway, so I'm having it reminds trouble. Me, it reminds me of a of a scene in the Hitchhiker's Guide radio show where uh, hot black Desiato's control panel is black letters on a black screen. Yeah, no, it's no one in it. But anyway, um, yeah, so it's a bit frustrating. It's not going to majorly impact on the final product of said DeLorean, apart from one, there's a part on the right-hand side of it which 
uh, has a slightly different setup to the left-hand side, which I didn't quite get. But I've, I've bodged that one by putting a little mini brick in just to hold it in place. Because if it is wrong, I can just easily take that little mini brick out. Uh, Terry Marr says, Adam, are you watching the football? I have it on, Terry. And, uh, yes, Charlton Athletic playing some non-league team with a very long name. Um, so I've got it in the background behind me, just sort of keep an eye on how, how things are panning out. And let's get on with the show. It's ne- the name of the doctor uh, today. And uh, I was trying to move this, the window up and it got bigger. So the episode begins with um, some mysterious sort of men watching a CCTV screen. And uh, you're thinking when you first watch this, and I do remember watching this at first, I was thinking, what's this all about? And then the first doctor walks into the screen and uh, we have a a voiceover from Clara, who's... I haven't said any of that wrong. I haven't. No. What the hell? The thing is, they they re- released this whole section uh, like four days before the show. I don't show care. Was on. I'm just saying that's when I saw it. Um, and then of course they zoom out and say it's Gallifrey a long time ago, a very long time ago. And In a galaxy uh, do- far, far away. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> the Doctor and and as you're watching it and knowing Doctor Who like we all do very well. Uh, they used the black and white footage of the CCTV. I think Gallifrey would have had colour CCTV back in that, even back then. Anyway, and you see the first Doctor, unfortunately not played on this occasion by um, David Bradley, which, but it would have been blooming cool if it was, um, sort of walking into a thing. It's like a toilet, one of those round toilet things. And uh, um, Clara, yes. at the end of the corridor, um, saying, Doctor, Doctor, you don't want to do that, sort of thing. I can't remember the exact words she said, but it was really quite cool. I love the way they sort of downgraded it. Didn't quite downgrade it enough and colorized the first Doctor. Uh, and then we have shots of Clara falling through sort of weird stuff and shots of Clara in the background with the Doctors. And I remember being exceptionally excited for these these scenes. Um, uh, I absolutely love this beginning segment. Just love it. And... Obviously, there's just her referencing her own life. And I, I sort of got the leaf reference uh, with this watching of this story now. I think it's because we've watched the, the, the uh, Rings of Akaten and this one so close together uh, that the, the leaf aspect is still in the mind. And I, I know it's a bit it's slightly romantic. I'm not I'm saying this now because it is relevant to this part of the, the story, because obviously we see those flashbacks to to baby Clara with her dad and, and uh, the leaf and whatnot title sequence etc etc um, and then where are we next uh, oh yeah some mad bloke in a dungeon who's um, I can't even remember what he said now what did he say I'd look at you do not hear the whisper man oh, that's right yeah, 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 he's, he's a bit like a soothsayer isn't he the way he's sort of yeah there, there is a YouTube video that it's another they had like five uh, prequels on YouTube. They well have done the uh, segment. This, but, this, this but, was approaching the uh, the uh, 50th anniversary of these episodes. Right. Deja so though? they had a prequel with him being given information by the Whisper Men as oh, well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously didn't have to watch those prequels to yeah, anyway, no. anyway, soothsayer man, as I'm going to call him, is actually talking to Madame Vastra about the Doctor, and and Madame Vastra then relays her information to 
um, Jenny. And, I got um, the impression this guy was pretty much like a Jack the Ripper because Castro uh, yeah, mentions how many that he's he's killed and it's yeah, it sounded, yeah they reference all the women yeah potentially yeah. yeah. Um, and then the next scene is Strax having some banter with some men and a shovel. And um, Oh, except Vastra has killed and ate the real Jack the Ripper, I remember, in a previous story. Mm. <laughs> okay, obviously it wasn't Jack the, the first Ripper. Time in in uh, the first time we saw her. There were other serial um, killers in, in Victorian England, so uh, just because Jack the Ripper was particularly well-known uh, doesn't mean to say there weren't others. So anyway, Strax is, has his fun um, sort of, you know, interrupted, <laughs> which I presume with a shovel on the on the the probic vent because it, it was coming down towards his head. But and then the, all the um, the uh, Paternostra gang start appearing around the table. I mean, well, I suppose we eventually knew it was some sort of psychic connection around this table. And um, the camp star. A psychic conference call and then yes. we have a flashback um, not a flashback we move over to Clara um, seems to be making doing some baking for the annoying kids uh, judging by the way the annoying kids look that this was shot at a different time than the, the previous episode we watched Master 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 because they look younger yeah yeah in uh, A Good Man Goes to War uh, we meet Master and Jenny and Vaster tells Jenny, send a telegram to Inspector Aberline of the Yard. Jack the Ripper has claimed his last victim. Oh, well, it's obviously not Jack the Ripper then, and, is it? And, and she says he was stringy, but tasty all the same. <sighs> I shan't be needing dinner. Oh, jeez. So anyway, while they're having their little um, tete-a-tete, River Song turns up. And yes, Ben's not on the show anymore, so I can gush about Alex Kingston and River Song to my heart's content. Love (laughs) it when she is in Doctor Who. Uh, She's just so iconic. And it's lovely to see her actually within within another little band of iconic uh, Doctor Who characters. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't do more pulling her out of the library other this is the only time i can think of okay um now when when deb sort of wandered in the room when i was watching uh, watching this episode and obviously um david starkey was on screen doing his stuff and uh, she just said who's who is who is that so david starkey oh and i think she was thinking i wouldn't mind getting him uh, potentially as a, as a guest so i watched this but i'm not saying we're getting him right so don't start like oh god fantasy's gonna get con's gonna get david starkey but we can put him on the radar if you like um, and then Clara gets called into this little, um, what, what's this called again? Psychic uh, conference call. Oh, yeah. yeah, psychic conference call. Yeah. Yes. And, um, yeah, so they'll have a sort of discussion for a bit. It's great. I'm just moving forward. Didn't realise how long the conference call went on for. Oh, well, yeah. The... I, I love how, how uh, Vaster sends a letter to... Clara and has a backup plan in case she doesn't light the candle, and that's not a candle. It's not a candle. It's <laughs> ceiling wax. It's not ceiling a wax. Yes. Yeah. But they, anyway, they send um, Jenny on a mission, um, and a few of the others actually. Um, the mission for Jenny goes wrong, and she sort of get gets um, 
deaded. Mm. <laughs> and um, and then of course Vastra starts to get a bit, bit, of, bit of problem. So River slaps Vastra around the face to wake her up. Um, it's not looking too good for Strax either. And um, and eventually it, it, they um, they sort of end up sort of almost face to face with um, Richardy. Uh, I forgot Richardy was in this one, so it was quite nice to to see him back. Um, playing the great intelligence, and uh, so I'm just I thought to... it was interesting how the uh, the whisper man, their heads, the that whole thing with the cloth over their heads. Oh yeah, like similar. little socks with holes in. It was a bit like the Cybermen, the original Cybermen. I, I felt. And, um, and also, there was a character in Sarah Jane that kept coming back to. There was indeed, and I can tell you exclusively here on the Twenty Megabyte Doctor Who podcast. That Lillian Robbins said, "Get on with it." I don't know what she's referring to. I thought we were indeed getting on with it. And then Clara's <laughs> outfits all match the eras of the Doctors. They do indeed. And then Brandon Moore says, "Sorry, I'm late. I was busy trying to steal my faulty TARDIS." Any problem with your fluid links? <laughs> There's obviously fluid link issues going on um, with uh, said TARDIS. Oh, sorry, that was a different episode. Um, and then. Terry Miles says, oh dear, ignore feedback. We watched the wrong one. We watched the Day of the Doctor. You just want to, you could not wait. That's what it was. I was feeling like that. I really want to watch the Day of the Doctor. But no, you do have to watch this one first. So I'm not allowed to play Terry Miles' feedback till next week. Um, and he's now um, scrabbling we around. Scrabbling week. around. Oh, they what didn't watch this one. That's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Well, <laughs> anyway, next scene is the Doctor. I thought we were skipping next week as we're going to be doing the next week after that. Potentially, I don't know what, what my schedule. I'm pretty sure I've got something coming up on a Sunday soon, but I can't remember what it yes. is. Bugger. We'll anyway, look at it at the end. Yeah, I can't remember. What, I've got something coming up. It's not Deb's birthday, is it? Anyway, um, Doctor Who anniversary. Uh, the new episode of Doctor Who on the 23rd of. Is it the 23rd or 25th of? 25th for the. 25th. For the is that a Saturday? Next new episode. Yeah, yes. the first. Oh, the first episode. Right yeah, 25th. Anyway, the Doctor um, enters uh, the, where Clara is with a sock. It looks like a sock wrapped around his eyes. Maybe she th- he thinks she's she's going to be naked or something. And um, no, he he was tricked into playing blind, blind man's bluff by the kids, oh, okay. uh, so that they could sneak off. I'm glad you told me that, but I must have drifted when that bit was on. Uh, and they have a, they're in the TARDIS. Uh, the Doctor's fiddling around some stuff hanging down because he's underneath the console and. Um, oh yeah, then they're, well, they're, they're referring to Trenzalore and stuff like that, and they yeah, because there's a mention of the you can't go to Trenzalore because it's later on this episode that sort of thing because uh, there's something really <laughs> bad there. His boom, of course. And after um, uh, conversations, um, they do indeed uh, transport themselves. The TARDIS doesn't like it, by the way, going to Trenzalore because crossing time paths, which you can't really do, and this happens to be in this episode. Just saying. They categorically they, it's a science fiction fantasy yeah, TV but all the other times uh, his reasons for not saving Adric and various other people oh, God, oh, God, I can't cross my own timeline do, 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 and that's all. I don't mind it I'm just saying it's just um, slightly hypocritical and um, anyway so the TARDIS doesn't like um, what what the Doctor is trying to get her to do so he turns off the gravitation thing we do I don't know anti-grav uh, Anti-grav, or something like that. Anyway, it falls to the ground extremely fast, um, but it's all right. They're inside. It's a you know, different um, environment. And that crack the on the window also appears on the giant TARDIS. 
Does it, Kirby? Yes. Oh, I didn't notice that. Ooh. Yep. Um, no, my bell has completely disappeared. <laughs> no idea where it Dark. is. Is it in the drawer? Oh, yeah, it's here. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Oh, shut up. Um, and, yeah, so they're now on Trenzalore, and... Uh, River Song starts to sort of psychically communicate. I do like the the the, the you, giant. You realize when they when they fall from orbit, mm. that's the fall of the Doctor. But he's already uh, fallen. He's already fallen from from orbit when in that Christmas episode we all hate. Um, no, no, no. There, there, there was the prediction uh, many episodes ago that the fall of the Doctor on Trinzalor. Oh yes, I didn't. Think actually, of that it's one. actually I I think that it's when he's falling when the um, great intelligence is defeating him. Potentially, later anyway, on in the episode, yeah, but that's so still at the fall, fall of the defeat, not a not a <laughs> yes. yes uh, I was, I was, I was being I was anyway. Being the the giant TARDIS um, thing is very cool looking uh, and impressive, and then River Song turns like up. River Song turns up in. Um, Clara's mind, um, but we find out later that the Doctor could see her all along. And then there's a gravestone that says River Song on it, which uh, the Doctor realises is a clue, because uh, I have to get to the TARDIS. But just as I... Well, obviously, while this is all gone, all these sort of weird-looking blokes with socks on their heads wearing top hats um, start <laughs> being all menacing. John Davey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, Madame Vestra, Vastra sorry, uh, wakes up, and she's in the TARDIS. Uh, Strax is on his way there. And uh, and then um, they they sort of... Oh, oh there. Yeah, when, when she wakes up and look, looks up, you can see the crack on the window and also from the outside view right then. Okay. You can see the crack on the window. Anyway, Jenny's, Jenny's dead, uh, but uh, Strax is the doctor, so he, he gets her back to life quite easily. And it still hasn't worked out that... Um, She's not a boy. Uh, Richard, he turns up and sort of gets all menacing. And uh, the Doctor, uh, with the help of River, eventually, and I'm going to skip forward a bit here because it's just scenes of uh, Richard, e. being menacing to the to the, um, the Paternostra gang and uh, the Doctor and um, ooh, Clara essentially just them two making their way to the TARDIS. When they get to the TARDIS... And after, the cloister bell is ringing. In I a very it. strange way. Uh, when they get to the, the TARDIS, they have to climb up some stairs and whatnot, and um, there's lots of little flashbacks that Clara's seeing in her mind that, the, the, that I suppose the TARDIS is giving her. And um, she gets a bit delirious. Eventually they, they, they meet face-to-face with Richardy. And uh, Richard E. says, right, uh, to open the, the TARDIS door, you must say your name. Of course, his name's Doctor Who, isn't it? So that was easy. No? No, it's Sigma, uh, remember? Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, of course, he, the, he says, no, I'm not going to open the door. So, so Richard E. says, stop his friend's hearts. He didn't stop him very quickly because, because um, they, um, well, I suppose they, they stop him with a hand through the chest thing. So they're a bit slow with the heart-stopping thing, because if your heart stops, you immediately will lose consciousness and whatnot. Um, unless your heart started back up again, you die. Um, but never mind, it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. And he says, not going to do it. And then suddenly the door opens, because River Song has psychically whispered the name of the Doctor to the TARDIS, who could also obviously see her. 
And in they go to the TARDIS, which is um, looking dark and like, almost like it's uh, got ivy growing it and stuff like that. And within the the TARDIS console room is not the console itself, but this this sort of rather cool spirally barbed wire thingy that's glowing white. And um, this is uh, all the timelines of the Doctor are all sort of in in a bundle, basically. And to cut a long story... It reminds me of what we're seeing in Loki. But that's sideways. It is indeed. What came first? (laughs) Mm. Um, And don't go on about Loki, because I'm only up to episode three. Um, Anyway, so... Well, it it continues being great. All right, shut up. Um, (laughs) So, um, basically, Richard's idea is he's going to go into this this thingy. um, And... um, cancel out all the Doctor's victories and turn them into defeats and stuff like that. So he does just that and of course everything starts that's going the wrong. Fall of the what? That's the fall of the Doctor. Yeah, but the, the clever and the cool thing about it is all, all the flashbacks that we see of all the Doctors, apart from one obviously, all the Doctors uh, especially with, their, with the, the holographic scenes of them floating around the, you know, the, this um, rotating barbed wire and a few shots of some monsters and of course you get richardy uh in the scenes as well which is rather cool uh daleks and love all those and then um of course the the doctor's now been defeated everywhere he's, he's on the floor sort of feeling a bit ill because a bit like uh, the fifth doctor did in the five doctors you know a bit sort of wiped out because all his other cells are sort of being but he doesn't have off. he doesn't have as great a view as the fifth doctor had no um anyway so uh, they go outside and some of the sort of galaxies and stars are going out in the sky because they, they they lost instead of one because of the doctor and so clara then realizes she has a certain destiny and the own and she says destiny, to, they destiny. always say don't don't the doctor says don't do it clara um river says don't do it clara and the Clara says, if I do this, I save the Doctor, don't I? River nods. Well, what's she going to do? Because <laughs> you know, if potentially it so could mean the end of it could mean the end of her as well if she doesn't do it. You know, so she's really got not much choice because it's her destiny. Luke, <laughs> this is your destiny. <laughs> and um, yeah, she does it. She she jumps in. And uh, then we have a lovely scene between when, uh, obviously, the, well, a bit later on when she's jumped in uh, between River and um, the Doctor, or you know, obviously Alex Kingston and Matt Smith, where he sort of says that he's, he's so new. Oh, I always know you're their, there. Their actual ages of the actors. What? He's 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 too young for her. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, the, the actors, yes, but not the yes, characters. What is the matter with you? You do realise this isn't real, yeah. don't you, Kirby? What? You do realise this isn't real, don't you? It's a science yes. fiction. God, anyway. And I don't get that. Because they, they, the two actors yeah. play the part so well, it doesn't even yes. spring to mind that there's an age difference between the two. They, they, I was they simply bringing make, up something that and, we discussed ten years ago. I know, but the thing I got from this, you know, we, we always, all of us, I think, I feel get irritated when the Doctor kisses. But 
with River, I don't get that irritation because River is of the TARDIS and I get, yeah. I accept there as a love between them, especially, you know, the River's a bit more open about it and the Doctor's a bit closed, but I, I accept there is a, a passion and a love between the two of them. And that's the yeah. only relationship because I don't get it with Rose and the Doctor. I feel that Rock Doctor really yeah. loved Rose, but I don't or, want to imagine it. Doctor, mm. you know. I know he loves his companions, as obvious he does, but not in a sort of romantic way. So when the Doctor kisses River, I don't get offended by it at all. I think, well, that's just, that's his wife. You know, I, 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 I feel... You know, I simply bring up something I heard us talk about about two hours ago. Really? It's, uh, it's his wife. What mm. do we want? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I haven't got a problem with it at all. And I love that scene. Um between the two of them and of course she had to at some point say a catchphrase spoilers and it was beautifully acted when they that when she's holding his face and he's holding her face and they're just looking into each other's eyes and the expression mm. on um river's face and everything it's so it's a, mm. the only time i've seen a, an expression similar to that is when river is about to die in in the silence of libraries mm. thing uh, mm. which again enhances i don't it's this is where ben is completely wrong enhances how good Alex Kingston is. She yes. Obviously, it's the mm. first time she's played a character that's got the end of a life that she spent in love with the Doctor. And I think it's absolute genius. The whole River Song thing. I know that you could pick out little plot holes and stuff like that, but I think it's an absolute genius thing and how it was woven into the story of Doctor Who. And I was so pleased when they brought her back for the uh, the Capaldi era as well. But anyway, Harkin, that was a great scene. I, I, I'm secretly hoping they'll somehow fit her into the next three episodes too that'll be nice wouldn't it? i don't think they are though, but i'll be very pleased then what they really do need to do is bring john barrowman back that ain't gonna happen what a waste um but anyway moving on so so after the the goodbye to river the doctor has to go and and save clara from you know where she, what she's jumped into and she's a bit scared obviously because she's sort of in a very weird environment which is uh the doctor's timeline and then all these real these sort of people dressed in all these cosplayers <laughs> start running past <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. and she can hear the doctor talking to her as in the uh, the uh, 11th doctor talking to her and then we see like i say the cosplayers and um when um the war doctor appears and and the 11th doctor realizes who he is uh you obviously just hear his voice don't you initially and uh well his back view and so on and then he turns around and introducing um john hurts it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> it was also a bit cheesy but because you've got the word john hurt there they are <laughs> knocked it out the park we pretty much all were going oh no what is this i don't care now it doesn't bother me he's at dead all. and he was brilliant um, yeah. John Hurt. I mean, obviously, we didn't know he was what he was going to be like until the next story, but he he was absolutely brilliant. So, the name of the Doctor. Um, oh, there was a couple of bits in it where I sort of lost in the concentration. Might be because Deb was talking a bit at the time, but I, I, re I quickly got back into the episode and stuff like that. I, and I thought it was paced quite well. I thought there was some romantic bits in it for us Doctor Who fans, which I absolutely adored. Um, obviously got had river in it had the vapas nostrigan uh, i thought we all love strax um i thought all the actors were great i thought clara's part in it wasn't overplayed i thought it's the explanation of how she split into these um you know millions of parts like uh, scaroth was it's acceptable because it's, it's, yes. it's all done in doctor <laughs> who um 
and obviously we had Richard E in it, um, who's been in Loki as well. Funny you should mention that. But um, yeah, I thought it was a it was a great episode, very exciting. Um, it had a, a certain aspect of comedy which has to have with River Song in it anyway. Um, performance was a great. It's quite dark in some light wise in some ways. Uh, I'm trying to find something rubbish about it, and there really isn't. To be fair, I just feel this is a great sort of lead in to an absolutely superb episode coming up next because i'm not it's no spoilers because we've always said all the way through that we love the next episode well it is one of the best of all time uh, especially as a celebration of doctor who and this is a great lead into it and so i'm sorry I, I just really love this one it's really good what do you think about it then kirby i absolutely love it uh this was one the the last two episodes this this one and the next one were just absolutely fantastic. I really had no issues at all. I didn't. It didn't even bother me that we where this odd doctor come from, because we we're going to find out. Uh, I didn't mind uh, Clara. We we'd all speculated. Oh yeah, the the week when we were talking about the previous episode, whatever it was. Uh, what was the what was last week's? episode the last one was nightmare and silver yeah when we were talking about nightmare and silver uh 10 years ago uh master you were making predictions about oh we're gonna we might find out what uh clara was and you were dead on in your prediction what was yes yeah Yeah. go back and listen to to um what was his prediction uh that she was somehow scattered through time and uh for some reason, and uh, was there to protect the doctor. You know, that's oh, you've, and, you've, and that, sorry. That's another thing that that we now know <clears throat> whose hand was holding down Sutex cushion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, can I just say, right? No, you said about because I I accept that that you know that she's there protect, to protect the doctor, and they what I'd like them to do occasionally is when Jenna Coleman isn't particularly busy, just to bring her back for a little cameo here and here and there, just in the background yeah. to do something subtle. You know, you go and you think there's a position where the doctor's got Which no chance whatsoever right. of getting right. out of it. Dead. Just bring bring, Cl- bring Clara back. Not to say anything, just a wink maybe in the background. Just do something to save the doctor and then bugger off again, you know. I'm sure that she's way too expensive nowadays. I bet she probably is. Mind you, she came back for... I still think they should do it. Yeah, yeah. Carry on, oh, Kirby. I agree with you. But anyway, this this one is just absolutely great. And then we have Day of the Doctor, and then things go downhill horribly. <laughs> oh, God's sake. You've been saying that all the way through these last few uh, yeah, series, and yeah, you, then you've changed your mind. Record, whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, you keep saying things are going to get horrible, but then you love each one we talk about. Yeah. I will say, though, I, well, I, we'll I, see what happens. I remember the Capaldi era with great fondness. Um I know there are a couple of duffers in there somewhere. Yeah, most most of the Capaldi era is okay. There yeah. are. I think you know what it is. You know what it is, right? Is you know we were sort of bemoaning uh, the, the um, Moffat era quite a lot, which hasn't so far has not been too bad, to be fair. 
But where we've had such a terrible time with Chris Chibnall, we've now realised actually this stuff's not that bad at all. You know. So anyway, uh, what were you? Anyway, have you finished Kirby? Sorry, I did interrupt you. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much finished now. Uh, hopefully, you've got the sound effect ready for Mary. Mm, I am eagerly awaiting. <laughs> Mary? Well, um, this one did not hit me very well. Um, not not very well at all. This struck me as let's bring everybody back <laughs> to build up to the, you know, the big, um, you know, 50th anniversary episode. So we have to figure out a way to get every, as many people in there, including some old doctors that newbie, you know, fans maybe are not that familiar with it. It's like, oh, really? I mean, he was these other doctors before. Oh, I'm going to have to go find out, um, you know, that the way that they, you know, flew through this episode. Um, this story struck me like a mix of Doctor Who, Harry Potter and Alice in Wonderland. Um, it just it was all fantasy and and fairy dust and people being transported um, uh, with with an attempt at a colossal end of time storytelling thing that Moffat just loves to do. He likes to build each episode, you know, it's like more, you know, more things to to build on the mystery. Um, and it just leaves me saying, what? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, we're led to think that his name is the big secret, but no, it just opens a door. No, the big secret was Clara, wasn't it? I think well, and then 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 Clara is going to save the doc, right? But we don't really see how that works. Um, is she going? Is she going after you know the great intelligence somehow? You don't see her interacting with him at all. You just see this doing the same thing he was doing. You know, showing up in rearview mirrors and and you know appearing in a hallway. And it's like, well, what does that have to do with saving the doctor? Um, yeah, we just get repeatedly post incarnations of the doctor. Uh, you know, of the past doctors. And I'm thinking that that was, you know, a, a trick being used deliberately to, you know, bring more people in if possible. Um, maybe Moffat th- knew he was losing fans and thought, okay, I'm, I've got to find a hook for, um, you know, the, the classic fans. And so let's do an episode where we, you know, we uh, speed through, you know, these old incarnations so that they'll maybe they'll be interested in, in what we're doing here. Um, but it just seemed it seemed disconnected. It seemed incoherent. River Song's waking, you know, appearance in it seemed superfluous, except she knew the name of the doctor. Um, <laughs> and I did love the scene between her and Matt Smith. I loved that um, because it was it was very genuine. The two of them are, you know, top drawer actors, and I do believe in their love for each other, um, in spite of. Uh, Kirby's complaints about their ages. <laughs> I, I was. I, was <laughs> yeah. many, I love the scene too. <laughs> and many years ago, I mean, I've been a ballet fan all my life, and I got to see Rudolf Nureyev dance with Margot Fontaine. Oh, you lucky lady! Their last tour, and Fontaine was in her 50s, maybe even 60s at that time, and Nuryev was in his 30s. But to see the two of them dance together, you would think she was, you know, a fluttering little teenager, the way, you know, she he lifted her and the way they danced together. I mean, it, it's like age had no play 
in how amazing they were together. And so I think the same way with Matt Smith and uh, I forget. Um, River Alex Kingston. Yeah. Um, if, if it's played right, it works. And I, I don't care about the ages. But overall, yeah, to me, this was just kind of a mess of an episode. It didn't really say anything to me other than, get ready. <laughs> That's all. Okay. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a ding, Mary. I just knocked my bell. Sorry, I'll put it out the way. Yes. Okay, well, uh, thank you well, very much. Mary, your, your opinion on that changed quite a bit from 10 years ago. Yeah, we can't change your opinion, I, Mary. Did I like it 10 years ago? You liked it. Very seen, much. Haven't seen Capaldi or... <laughs> yeah, you liked it very <laughs> much. Yeah. yeah, hindsight does affect how we... Yeah. <laughs> well, look at, look at how many times I've started to like ones that I've said that I didn't like. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. Right then. So it's, yeah. it's interesting. Now I do plan to like Day of the Doctor. <laughs> it would be funny. You probably hate it now. I remember liking it, but I'm waiting to see if if I feel the same. Yeah. David Tennant's in it. Anyway, and John Hurt. Um, okay, so uh, it's over to Kirby. I bet he hasn't got it ready because it would be really no, weird. What a surprise! Hang, hang on, Kirby's was... bit. Give Give me a second. Well, Give you, I mean, how long have we been on this show? About 38 minutes. Have you need that to get that blimmin' section ready? Oh, God. Uh, right then. Oh, there's Sorry. five comments. Okay, so let me make what sure I have all five comments. Oh, okay. uh, Billy Kirkbright. I intended to watch this one and send some feedback, but I had to do an impromptu trip to Perth. I didn't get to it. Quite an interesting era of Doctor Who leading up to the 50th anniversary from memory. I've not fed back since that masterpiece, The Eleventh Hour. Uh, Mr. M says, Bew! Hopefully the audio didn't pick up too many fireworks from outside. Well, I've what had to boost mean? it. What? I had to boost his audio quite considerably. Oh. And then he says, what do you mean you didn't listen to IY back? Of course not. I'm not going to do any editing until Adam does. <laughs> and then there's I linked to two of the uh, YouTube videos, and then Ian Kirk has a script. That's it. <sighs> well, now, it, it kind of carried uh, on. I could have yawned a bit quieter at that point. And honest, no reflection on any of that feedback. I'm just a bit on the top. Oh, it's side. bonfire night. Okay, that's what the fireworks are. Uh, yes, about. a reference to bonfire. a year ago today, Fantasy Con two. So there we go. Uh, Mary, I've sent you some stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but this is the one that that you said that was, is for next week. Oh yes, um, I might have misunderstood. I had it in my mind that the yeah, audio. Yeah, he's, he's Yeah, if he's to, if you read it and it's wrong, yeah, he's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Try and remember oh. that. I've sent it to you already for this. See, you've got. I send things right in advance for you, man. <laughs> But it does, <laughs> does rather mean you've got to be on the next show. Save it for next, mm. save it for next time. Yes. Okay, so uh, moving on then, uh, we have... Oh, yes, I've, I've prepared it. So the, this is of audio that is usually and is extremely quiet, but fortunately I have the ability to enhance. Introducing John Hurt as the Doctor. Good evening, 20 megabytes. It's Mr. M here with a review of The Name of the Doctor by Stephen Moffat. This is a sort of pre-50th anniversary episode. 
um, Very much it's so. leading into the anniversary, but not actually into the anniversary story itself. It doesn't really have anything to do with it. I remember after this episode was broadcast, there was a lot of speculation going, how is the Doctor going to get back, back out of his time stream? And the answer is he just does. Um, <laughs> yes, he does. There's a lot of anniversary fun in this episode with the archival clips of old Doctors being reused. Although it's a shame that we actually don't get to see quite all of the Doctors. We get kind of a leathery jacket running past at some point and we see Colin Baker's coat in a TARDIS corridor. But why do we not get to see every single Doctor? It's a bit odd. A bit odd. But nonetheless, it's a good idea and great to see the first Doctor and Susan running away from Gallifrey. A lot of people complain, I'm sure someone on the podcast will have complained about Clara taking such an important role and why is Stephen Moffat making Clara the most important companion in Doctor Who history. That's not really, in my opinion, the point of the scene. It's more just, here's a moment of pre-Who Hartnell history that we have not experienced, that we now get to see through the use of this time travel splintering that Clara does. Which, of course, everyone guessed. Everyone knew that was going to be the solution to how Clara became the impossible girl. Did they know that it would be across all of the Doctor's time? Probably not, so that was a nice little anniversary present. If you remove the central plot away from this episode... No. <laughs> I'm not going to re-record this again, this is the second attempt. If you remove everything and just look at the plot of this episode, there's actually not a lot of plot there, there's a lot of fun bonus stuff going on, but the whole thing doesn't really hang together, doesn't really make a lot of sense... I can mm -hmm. forgive it somewhat for being an anniversary special-ish, um, but not everything. Paternoster going good, but it's a bit odd how Jenny seems to have been killed and then that's kind of brushed over. Don't really like the use of River Song in this episode. I'm not keen on the idea of the data ghost version of River wandering out of the library, even if it is only psychically. It kind of messes with that ending. I also am not that keen on Matt Smith's performance in this episode. I'm not too sure why. There's just something about it that just doesn't really sit right with me. Um, I am more keen on Richard D. Grant as the Great Intelligence. I think he works best in this episode of his appearances. The Whispermen are just quite frankly odd. Um, I like the design, but they don't really make a lot of sense. don't really know who they are, where they come from, how they function. Um, and why does this guy in a Victorian cell know all this stuff? I know watching Doctor Who for God's sake, and I have watched that, and it does not make anything clearer for me. I am still none the wiser as to how he knows all this stuff. But all of that aside, this is really the resolution to Clara's story, and what can I say? Jenna Coleman is hot. Yeah. So it's a shame that she gets torn into a hundred different versions of herself. Although, you know, maybe that's not a shame. <laughs> anyway, at the end of the episode, she's left in the Doctor's time stream and we meet this hidden mysterious version of the Doctor, played by John Hurt. If you recall, this episode leaks. It leaks via the Series 7 Part 2 DVD being accidentally released early to lots of fans in North America. Thus, the episode was rife with rumours about 
what was going to happen at the end of this episode. And I did see a spoiler slash rumour slash speculation that John Hurt would be playing a missing incarnation of the Doctor. His casting in the anniversary episode had been announced, so it wasn't that big a stretch of the imagination. But I was still pretty pleased with that as an ending. Not too sure about the big words coming up on the screen. <laughs> that was a bit of an odd choice. Um, yeah, it was a nice hook to leave us on while we waited until November. It would have been nice if there could have been a trailer or something to whet our appetites even more, but I do think they actually... Actually, no, no, I'm pretty sure, now I think about it, that they had finished filming the anniversary episode at this point, so they could have had a little, little trailer. Anyway, that besides, this is an okay episode. I do think it lessens with age each time I've watched it. I have enjoyed it a little bit less, and I think that's just because... It's not quite as good as the episode that follows it. And that is one I'm really looking forward to watching. So until then... I presume that's a goodbye at the end of that. Uh, I uh, guess so. Now, I just uh, put in the uh, comments to the, the post, I added a link for Mr. M about how Clarence and the Whisper Men are related. It's the YouTube video. Do you know what they reminded me of, of potentially what the silence would have been like if they didn't have the CGI bucket budget? Ah. Yeah. Oh, good evening, 20 megabytes. It's Andrew in here. It's uh, 10 to 6 on Sunday night. It's running a bath. It's that time of year, I suppose, isn't it? And uh, I thought I was going to do a recording because yesterday I did my ironing, having seen the uh, having a message from Kirby. Thank you very much, sir. Um, name of the Doctor. Well, I think... Everyone thought they were the Doctor. It's going to be about what is the Doctor's name. Indeed, that is how it starts. We do start off with uh, Clarence, who's a, a murderer. We've never actually found out exactly what he's done, but uh, obviously not a pleasant guy. And an interesting way that he gives information to the Paternoster gang, who need to talk to each other. And uh, I thought the uh, doing the almost like a seance type thing was quite interesting. Uh, Strax in Glasgow, a bit of comic relief, but quite good fun. And you can imagine that Strax would do that. I do hope Zach saw a Gibson turn like that. He's just come back from Glasgow, and of course his grandmother is Glaswegian. Hmm, I should get worried. We'd explain what's about the door, actually, wouldn't it? Um, and then the River Song suddenly turns up into it, but then they get interrupted halfway through with, uh, I, sorry, I think I've been murdered. And you realise the great intelligence is there. And the great intelligence basically forces the Doctor to go to Trenzalore, much against his will. And you find out that the secret isn't his name, it's his grave, because I suppose everyone does have a grave. I mean, if you've Scotty Rashid, you're still somewhere, I suppose, aren't you? But uh, his is the TARDIS. Obviously, a lot bigger TARDIS than it used to. Um, but that's his grave, so sometimes in time, again, it happens at all, one day. Um, as he said, yeah, it's walked there will be a time. Um, but he means he's got to enter his own timeline. Now, not quite sure what the Great Intelligence was trying to do. I mean, was he just trying to get some sort of release and get himself pardoned? Steady on. Feedback there. Um, really, shit. It was also like he was trying to commit suicide, but get someone else to do it for him. But we, I had to assume the great intelligence has just had enough and wants peace, but he also wants revenge on the Doctor. And uh, by the Doctor disappearing, all the, you know, as he says, all of the stuff he did. So Jenny just disappears, Strax forgets what he's like and tries to attack uh, Vasco, who obviously has to kill him. But of course, we find out later it's, again, it's all happening in, in is it the Doctor's mind? Possibly. But then, then we start finding out really what's going on with Clara. Things are not coming more sense. The fact that you see Clara helping the original Doctor. And that, that was nicely worked, that was. Obviously, using a bit of footage of the Doctor. Uh, and you can see him also, you know, Clara trying to communicate with him, saying, you know, 
take that when it's broken, but you'll have a lot more fun. And then you, you see it cropping up at different points in the, in the Doctor's uh, life cycle. And it's interesting. So you see, in character in all of them, you know, dressed up with the fourth Doctor, the sixth Doctor. I thought that was actually quite well worked. And it starts to explain a bit about what Clara is really like. But then, of course, becomes the absolute bombshell at the end. And it's amazing to think this didn't leak out. Or if it did, I never saw it. Um, about the War Doctor. And it's suddenly, you know, you see that you see all the different Doctors. So this must be the most most multi-Doctor story ever. Because they all appear in, in some way, shape or form. And then suddenly it's, uh, who is he? He's me. But I've seen the War Doctor. No, I didn't say he was the Doctor. And again, that makes you start thinking. And then when he turns around and you, you have, first time you've got the caption on time, you know, in a way it's almost like breaking the fourth wall. But I'm not really sure how they could have done it. But uh, it was actually, oh my God, he's the Doctor. And I can remember, um, well, I, I, I don't do Twitter, but Facebook went berserk after that. We couldn't yes. work out who he was. And I just think, it's, it's just still, as I said, it's amazing that this has kept quiet. And it really opened up a whole new piece of the Doctor, and obviously they were to use it to fill in the, sink, the gap between McGann and Eccleston, obviously you saw that coming up later. But all in all, I thought it was a very good episode. And, you know, the fact that, I think in a way, the story itself was hidden, a secret hidden in plain sight, because the secret was about going to be about the War Doctor. And everyone said, name the Doctor. Everyone thought, oh, it's going to be actually the Doctor's name. Instead, it was something that was done, or, or rather not done, in the name of the Doctor, and that was all about. And I actually think that really was clever. And of course, he's setting this up nicely for Day of the Doctor and Time of the Doctor. And you get the mini episodes. Um, please, Clarence and the Whispermen, because it sort of does help put a bit of it in context. Apparently, some field reports as well. I'm not sure where they are to try and find those somewhere. But all in all, yep, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Already. So uh, until next time, be seeing you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Nunny. Yes, Kirby? I, I posted links to all of those things that he was just saying that he doesn't know how to find them. I also, a uh, uh, couple other things. First of all, do you want me to read Robert's feedback? Uh, yes. Okay, want me to do that now? <laughs> what, now, now, or? Now, now. Oh, now, now, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Robert said. Late now. <laughs> Robert said. Uh, it wasn't too bad, though I hate the Moffatisms. Give it up with the Doctor Who already. Mm. Uh, no. yeah, That'll okay. never happen. <laughs> I don't think much of the Whisper Men. They didn't do much but that stupid New Who thing of sneering. I don't think Richard E. Gra Richard E.'s great intelligence had all that much menace and seemed to be there just to provide the story with a bad guy, which is a shame. Watching again, I'd forgotten so much. I'd forgotten that John Hurt's Doctor was introduced at the end. I still don't like the fact that Clara is supposedly there in all these moments of the Doctor's history, guiding and helping him slash her. Not one of Moffat's worst, though. If only he'd give up on his stupid, stupid Moffatisms. I also watched Night of the Doctor afterwards. It's so gr nice seeing McGann's Doctor in action again. If only they'd given him a series slash season as the Doctor. Yes. Thank so you. that's all he had to say. By the way, uh, something we discussed again 10 years ago to, that I need to point out is that since the grave of the Doctor is the time stream being maintained by the TARDIS and the TARDIS knows where the Doctor should be and Clara jumps into the time stream, 
it would know where she needs to be too because she is now part of the TARDIS. Obviously. That explains. Of course it does. Thanks a I little better. Part of TARDIS. She's part of the Doctor's time stream, but and, there's right, no yeah, both. She's in the TARDIS. Yeah. She's part of the TARDIS. Which means, of course, when uh, Clara, you know, which got killed by the crow, there would have been other Claras that weren't killed by the crow. That's right. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. Anyway. Um, That's where you're one, going. One thing, one thing I also like. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> one thing I also like, we now know how the seventh Doctor got off of that cliff face. Yeah. We also know how, do you remember in Revelation of the Daleks, where, where that great big sort of face of the Doctor falls on him, how it didn't crush him to death because she must have done something to just sort of she slow its fall. She herself. No, she wouldn't have crushed herself. But there's certain bits where the doctors uh, survived rather miraculously. Um, you know, like uh, perhaps when when the the doctor fell uh, in the you know that anniversary special and from a great height and bearing in mind you know the you know the fourth doctor's demise um, didn't actually die from that fall uh, and other bits and bobs where the doctors sort of survived in a weird sort of how the hell did that yes, happen sort exactly. of way we can now put down to to clara so yeah i did like the, i did like the idea of the war doctor a heck of a lot better than the idea of the timeless child i lo- i think no in hindsight the war doctor idea has sort of become really really good and acceptable because you know obviously the doctor's the doctor saves and the war doctor was there to be a warrior and it was it did didn't fall into place with um that side of things and also uh, you say about that you don't like the timeless child i haven't got really got a problem with the timeless child thing and nor does russell t davis because he's not writing it out apparently i, I read an article uh, well in the thread where we were discussing that recently i still uh think that the master is lying about the doctor being the you hope child. yes that's more of you hope that the master is lying <laughs> than oh, last you made me click on the wrong thing then kirby uh, now I've got to go and find it again. Now I had everything lined up. And, Sorry. Uh, what? Well, and, and what I've heard people say is that he's not going to change the timeless child thing, but he's no. not going to do anything with it. He's yes. Gonna, I know. Quiet, quietly let yeah. it die. I'd, I'd be very sad in some ways that they do completely do away with the timeless, because it really doesn't have a bearing on on much to do with the history of Doctor Who because it's all about the the 11 or 12 or 13 people who have who've decided that they want to live the life of the Doctor as in their, them being the Doctor whereas all the before that he became or she became the Doctor they were a Time Lord with a, a different name and that's a different life for them so I haven't got, really got a problem with the Timeless Child scenario um and the fact the Doctor doesn't really remember much about it anyway. And also we'd lose um, Joe Martin's Doctor, which I think would be a bloody shame. I, I'd like to see, you know, the occasional cameo from Joe as the Doctor, because I love yeah. the well, costume. I think she's going to turn out to be uh, a Gap Doctor or something well, like that. Or else, even why, in this story, she... even this story, would... they mentioned the Valyard, didn't they? He mentioned the Doctor. Yeah. He actually mentioned and hinted that there were more than... <laughs> the doctors there were other incarnations outside of the 12 or 11 doctors as it was at the time right well we the thing about the joe martin doctor is that we know that she had to have come after the hartnell doctor because of the police box Uh, yes i have a we all know the explanation for that and that is then the uh, second doctor going no 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 oh yes exactly yes 
and the giddiness would have been the Time Lord's wife in the memory, blah, 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 blah. There's so many things you can fit all these things into, and I, I like I liked Joe Martin's Doctor. And, Yo, uh, absolutely. I love her. I want to see more of her. Yeah, and I like, obviously, um, Paul McGann's Doctor, but we don't see much of him either, do we? Since everything's in RTD's hands, mm. the prospect of spin-offs is yes. very good. Yes. Um, I just hope we don't have uh, more spin-offs where the only license uh, BBC license holders can watch them. I do. Like I don't mind. Um, but no, talking of... Um, well, yeah, you... No. you, you I'm sorry about that, but that's the way it is. Yeah. Um, but going back to what I said, you know, what, what the great intelligence said about the Doctor, um, and that was a clear indicator, and probably what Chris Chibnall was watching when he was thinking, ah, we could work something into that one, in the fact that the, he had been other people before he became the Doctor. Um, the Timeless Child might be pushing things a little bit too far, as in he's almost like the first ever Time Lord, or, or she is, because it was boy girl quite a lot in those little regenerations we saw you know in that episode um but it was said in this episode that yes you've got 11 doctors plus your the war doctor um and then potentially the valyard and a few other the storm and all these other names that he, he mentioned in this episode which were not wouldn't it be interesting if if the upcoming tenant doctor is actually the storm uh valyard or the storm Yes. Mm. <laughs> By the way, I, I've also um, commented under Ian's script. We don't have to because Ian's script. actual feedback may, is about may, to arrive. May, let, let me finish. He he has a he makes a point in it that I'm not going to say right now Good. except I answer that point. Yes. Well, if you listen to the feedback, you'll have an opportunity to answer the point. Hello, 20 Megabyte Podcast, this is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. It is bonfire night in the UK. Yes, it is. Oh. Celebrating an attempt to blow up our parliament. <laughs> we can hear the fireworks. <laughs> the name of the doctor by Stephen Moffat. The music during the conference call is The Four Seasons by Vivaldi. Matt Smith did Four Seasons. <laughs> the doctor's tomb. Why, it's a police box. What's it doing here? Oh. The original Doctor Who story was broadcast the day after the president was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. And Clara shares his name. Ah. Clara jumps into the Doctor's timeline and becomes spread across time and space and helps the previous Doctors. Whenever they have all the Doctors... It raises the awkward point that they cannot have any of the future Doctors. This story was first broadcast near the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, and now we are reviewing it near the 60th anniversary. Yes. <laughs> Riversong's yeah. body Very died on that library planet. How did she get to be buried on Trends of Law? It is a fantasy science fiction TV no, show. No, it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. We have a famous actor introduced at the end. Will it hurt? <laughs> there is a six-part series called Tales from the Tardis. Yeah, I'm talking about that. Where the classic series characters reminisce about one of their adventures. Yes. It seems it will be not be available in our former colonies. Oh. Is it time to fire up those VHS recorders again? <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> oh, we need to play a bit of sad music for that. No, I. Uh, 
I know you've bloody ripped it from somewhere, Kirby. Don't worry. No. Yes, no, you have. No, 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 no. Yes, I have the whole thing. So no, I yeah, didn't yeah. need the whole thing. Yeah. Because the uh, surrounding material has been posted on YouTube. Right, and so I, there was a good... a link to that. A good segue, because, yes, I have them up on the screen now via the iPlayer. Uh, yes, there's some rather charming, has to be said. Um, what I did, I've, I don't, haven't watched the bits in between. So, so we got Earthshot, Mind Robber, Vengeance on Varos, Curse of Fenric, Time Meddler, and the Three Doctors. So what they've done is they've um, got some characters that were well, not necessarily Clyde, but obviously um, Casey Manning as Joe. Um, so she and Joe knows Clyde from Sarah Jane Adventures. Exactly. They have a little chat about their. Her, she has tells Clyde about her three doctor story, and then you you see the, the story itself, and then they talk about what they've been up to at the end of the the story, um, the actual story. So the stories are are the gaps are taken out, so it's it's showed as a feature length thingy. Um, and An omnibus I, edition. Yeah. So Earthshock has got uh, Peter Davison and Janet Fielding in it, who really do get into their parts well. To be fair. Uh, Mind yes. Robber with with Jamie and Zoe, as in obviously Fraser Hines and Wendy Pabry. Again, it's quite charming to see them two together, and Fraser's great. Um, uh, Vengeance on Varos uh, with Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant. She's learned how to do American accent a little bit better, a bit subtler in this this thing. Yeah, yeah. And she's very beautiful. Uh, obviously, I know she's beautiful because I've met her, you know, well earlier on this year. Uh, but um, Colin's got quite a, a shake um, at the moment, and they've he, he obviously a great actor. Uh, but they, they, I think they, they sort of mask over his natural shake that he's got via camera angles. But he's mm-hmm. still, you know, he's still quite a, a screen presence when he's on the screen. Um, yes, he is. I, I haven't seen the Three Doctors one yet. I've looked at the Time Meddler one. No, I haven't. Have I? Oh, no, I haven't looked at the Time Meddler one, but they've they've bought back Vicky and Stephen um, for that one, uh, which is obviously uh, Peter Purvis and Maureen O'Brien, isn't it? Uh, so I'm looking forward to have a look at that. I'm not watching the bits. I'm just watching the new scenes because it, they have done them beautifully. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers about how they explain why these two people have that turned up in the TARDIS and want to talk about a story that relates to them. And, of course... Um, when you see Sylvester and Sophie together, it always works. So um, I feel there should be a few more, <laughs> to be fair, you know, with McGann's Doctor, maybe. maybe. They'll make more. They're going to make more, are they? I don't know. Maybe they will. I, 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 hope so. I love these. I hope so. It's a beautiful way of uh, presenting these um, classic stories uh, for for new for people who are becoming Doctor Who fans and want to dabble, but don't want to watch all of it. Uh, so and you wonder, good ones you wonder how many of these classic actors are still going to be here 10 years, yeah, you know, know, when they have the 70th anniversary. I know. But I mean, you think about the, the they've chosen Earthshot. They could have chosen the uh, case of Andazani for, for uh, you know, Peter Davison's most powerful story. But they chose this one, obviously, um, in relation to the death of Adric and how it affected uh, Nissa and Tegan and the Doctor in the episode. And um, it was, again, they... they they acted the scene so well that you felt that it, it, it had an underlying effect, especially on Tegan, um, that, that she still was affected by, by this. And uh, I remember the scene, you know, that, uh, watching Earthshock when it went out and 
you know, everybody hated Adric, but wow, what a what a way to go, you know, because yes, it was yes. it was an amazingly dramatic and you know, no titles at the end. Um it was yeah, it was really, really terrific. And I'm I'm really proud of the BBC for for presenting classic Doctor Who in this way. Uh, and they've made it sort of almost um accessible to, to new Who fans. So and of course now old classic Doctor Who is on the iPlayer. Uh, so we've got all of it now. All that money I spent on DVDs, VHSs, downloads, I, and it's really, all for free. On the, on the iPlayer, the iPlayer was not carrying the classic Doctor Who. No, that was on BritBox. I think they had a, a deal with BritBox, so you had to had subscribe oh, to BritBox. Well, it may still okay. be on BritBox. BritBox had a load of extras that went with the classic things like interviews <laughs> and, and, and sideline stuff. Like, um, do you remember those... Um, Things I can't remember what they're called now. The, 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 but outtakes. Uh, Pardon? Are you saying outtakes? No, they had. Um, there was some series that the some sort of amateur, semi-professional Doctor Who people made with the actors from Doctor Who oh. in them. It weren't actually Doctor Who, but they had a feeling of it. And I can't remember what they were blooming well called. Uh, I know Colin Baker was I in quite a few. It, uh, I don't recall the American Brit Box. It may well have done. I can't remember. They had sort of things that were offshoots, interviews with the stars from many years ago and stuff like that. Uh, I was just mm. starting to get um, through them before we decided we couldn't afford uh, BritBox because we wanted to get uh, Paramount Plus instead. But, uh, yeah, so that's really, really good. It's not a Doctor Who news thing. It's, it's a, a, an additional thing that's available. Uh, and I loved what the, the point that Ian brought up about were reviewing the 50th anniversary just at the time the 60th has come along. Is that, it's almost like synchronicity, isn't it? Um, you the, planned it that way. The next one we would do will be even closer to the anniversary. <laughs> so that's really quite fab. Uh, but also looking at it, we've got another 10 years of Doctor Who to, to do before I can hang up my microphone. Um, oh, and I, <laughs> I, might, I might die before then, in which case I'll be hanging up my microphone then anyway. You never know. But there you go. So that's, um, that segment. Let's see if anything's coming through on the live just... feed. We've got um, Lily and Robin. Lucky you, Mary, to see them dance. Uh, what's that in relation to? Sorry. Oh just yes, the... the the ballet dancers. Yes. Um, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Terry Miles. So so sorry, Mary. Mm. Yeah. And then Lillian says, makes me want to cosplay Perry. Now, I was always told that, um, although Nicola Bryant sort of led me on a little bit when I met her at Portsmouth Comic Con, she actually came across as quite a nice person. I was told she was a bit difficult, but she was really quite nice. Okay. So, master, master, master. I just uh, found two web pages, Screen Rant and something else, that have pictures of all the Easter eggs in the Remembrance TARDIS. Okay, thank you, Kirby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I've got something through from Lavazi. Uh, I'm just going to see if I can find it. Uh, something via email, which is nice because it means I can reference Lavazi in a post. Let's see what we got here. Ooh, we have. It's time to enter the Hooniverse. I'm thinking he's going to reverse, uh, refer to the uh, what I've just been talking about, Tales of the Tardis. And I wonder if it's uh, he's going to talk about the fact that um, it may be a fact. I don't know. That Sylvester McCoy is wearing a Lavazi jumper and holding a Lavazi um, replica umbrella in the uh, in that particular part yeah. of the episode, and you can get those items 
from Lavazzi, <laughs> along with uh, yeah, actually a lot of Doctor Who fans now they sort of like mix and match the, the costumes to make their own sort of multi-doctor uh, and that makes me it makes me ask the question mm. that in these tales of the charters why isn't the sixth doctor wearing his coat yeah because he doesn't fit it unfortunately well but they remade all the costumes because yeah, these i agree they could maybe it was too difficult to remake conventions now mm. they they offer as a special deal you know the doctor in his costume yep. so someone has made costumes to fit these guys yeah but i don't know what's going on with his coat maybe the the designer um said no that's my design you're not doing it again not rip replicating it you don't know do you there's always sometimes sometimes these sort of uh <laughs> contracts yeah. and stuff but, right um, or whatever holdups yeah. yeah but I'm yes. glad it's starting to get colder so i can start wearing my uh scarf again <laughs> I, I, I never realized anybody would actually want it to get colder it's getting colder here oh. i'm wearing my um Udi at the moment just to keep warm um what else we've got coming oh yeah so lavazi do um fourth doctor scars they do um like uh, computer bags uh they do all sort of tote bags the seventh doctor umbrella and uh, pullover and ties and scarves and and we get the feeling that Meninda's a bit of a doctor who fan uh, he's also a star trek fan because he's also got star trek merchandise available along with uh, normal not related to any particular franchise scarves have you actually have you had a look at these mary the the, the ladies scarves you can get lavazi oh they're very nice you can, there's, a, there's a skull square star scarf um, she's got a, a five star review which is quite uh, if you like skulls quite a nice one probably would have been quite good for Halloween skulls no, are not for me no okay uh, if you're a, if you're a chap they do exactly the same scarf but for a chap <laughs> like neckerchiefs and uh, so a lot of people like to who are quite cool and wear neckerchiefs um, they can uh, oh bandanas they call them as well don't they um, they put them around their dog's necks uh, to just so their dog has the same sort of uh, you know, the the extra fine striped merino wool scarf could also double up as a, a first doctor scarf uh, if you wanted to. But yeah, if you go to lavazi.co.uk, uh, just just peruse the wonderful items. Christmas is coming. Somebody you love may want an item made by Lavazi. Lavazi are a designer company. Nobody says that a lot, but they are. Yes, Kirby. I said absolutely. Who won dot co dot uk? Get something for the 60th anniversary. Have a, a feature on their page that says latest products, uh, along with uh, just underneath our Is that logo that, co. UK? that we have had um, before the we haven't shared. I got them to change. It only goes up to Cabaldi. Anyway, yes, latest products. 1970s Cradle by uh, Tasha Sudi. Um, it must be a novel. It says the tensions are high in Southall and Seema. Inderjit and Terence are right in the middle of it, uh, threatened by members of the National Front and fearful for their lives. The friends find themselves saved by a seemingly broken down bus. But inside the bus, a world of wonders and terrors awaits. And when the a tall grumpy man calling himself the doctor says he can help, they've no choice but to trust him. Uh, that's just one of the items that you can get now, because obviously, who won are experts in books. Uh, that's paper books, not the stuff you have to look on a Kindle or, a, you know, a I, I books or whatever. Uh, there's a few of these novels coming out of the same genre. There's the Imaginary Friends, there's Self-Made Man, Wannabe, wannabes, sorry, um, 
monsters, oh, t- sorry, 2000s monsters in the cupboard, 2010s angel of redemption. And uh, there seems to be a series of these books based in 63, 78, 84, 94, 2000, 2012. And then evil of the art dialects, Fraser Hines. Um, so the, um, yeah, so that's another book. I know it looks like written by Fraser Hines, Evil of the Daleks. That's interesting. Yeah, it's been a busy chap, hasn't he? So um, along with that, you've got DVDs, things such as The Power of the Doctor, Bonable, Bonable Snow. What is it? Abominable. That's it. Abominable Snowman. Men. Sorry. Eve of the, of the Dalek and Legend of the Sea Devils. Chris Chibnall. You like him, don't you? Story. And of course, Flux, or as Kirby calls it, Flux. Um, <laughs> lots and lots of Doctor Who, Torchwood, Beneath Summerfield, Blake Seven, or stuff like that at whoone.co.uk or whoonlimited Doctor Who specialists. I love White Company, you know. So that's I've managed to cover the uh, sponsors quite well there because I haven't done that for a while. So at least they've had their money put in, Where's even though it does, they are mentioned on, in every show. I keep mentioning this. That's word the mention the word mention has been mentioned quite a lot in that uh, that piece. <laughs> Master, speaking of of uh, ebooks, I was just double checking. Uh, apparently, your books are still available on Amazon. That's because they're ebooks, and of course they're still available. Paper books, you can probably find them on eBay. You can find find Diary of an Unwilling Virgin on eBay. Uh, bear in mind there was only five hundred copies printed. Um, uh, you know, if you want to get it, it's not very expensive, I don't think. It's quite, quite cheap, but it's, um, it's, uh, even though yeah, I say it, it myself, it's actually quite a good book. Um, t- ten years ago, you were you were doing ads for your books mm, in the middle of the I, podcast. Yeah, I don't do that anymore because they're available for. But so, uh, what is uh, people but don't that, seem... That's what reminded me of, of, of looking them yeah. up because. Well, but what people don't realise, Kirby, is a ten-year-old podcast. What people don't realise, Kirby, is that uh, the sequel, uh, which is um, called Diary of an Occidental Father, is um, that's from Troy to Man, but the subtitle. From Troy to Man, yes, yeah. I have the, the subtitle. On... Yeah, what I'm saying is that is uh, funnier than the first one, and it's only available on ebook, available on Amazon, iTunes, and whatnot. Uh, I can hear all sorts of stuff going off upstairs. It's uh, Isabella and um, uh, Owen um, just being very noisy teenagers. Right, then, anyway, right, so, Dr. Horn yours. Uh, right, new audio uh, musical drama, Children of the Circus, is reuniting the cast of the seventh Doctor story, Greatest Show in the Galaxy, for a unique special. The limited edition CD set will be released on December the 14th, 2023, exactly 35 years to the day that the first episode of The Greatest Show in the Galaxy was broadcast on BBC One. Once upon a time, there was a circus, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that's quite interesting, isn't it, Kirby? Yes, it is. I notice that Toy Wilcox appears to be in the picture that... um, I don't remember Toy being in The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. In fact, I don't remember Toy being in Doctor Who at all. But anyway, I've met her as well. Um, 
but yes, yeah, so there's a picture I'm not going to read um, in relation to... Maybe she's got something to do with the musical uh, input. Daleks in Colour. The BBC is to produce a colourised version of the second Doctor Who stories, The Daleks, to mark the show's 60th anniversary. As part of the celebrations, one of the show's most renowned tales, the one that introduced the Daleks to the world, is to be screened on the 23rd of November, 60 years after Doctor Who began. Originally transmitted from December 1963 to February 1964, the Daleks soon became one of the Doctor's most formidable and enduring pepper pots. I mean, foes. The story follows... Oh, I don't know what the... I do know what the story follows. Thank you, DoctorWhoNews.net. But uh, it says, um, the seven original 25-minute episodes have now received a makeover having been colourised and weaved together into a 75-minute blockbuster to appeal to today's modern audiences. With brand new sound, a brand new score created by Mark Ayres, the Daleks has been gloriously updated whilst ensuring the original classic story remains as thrilling as it was when it began in 1963. So basically they're turning it into... Yeah, you know, the the movie that was brought out in 1965, wasn't it, with Peter Cushing? <laughs> yeah. But without Peter Cushing, I should say. <laughs> and whilst viewers can enjoy watching the colourised version of the Daleks when it arrives on the 23rd of November on BBC Four, it will will also sit within the Hooniverse where viewers can also watch the seven-part story in its original form. I presume that in black and white. Um, so that'd be quite cool, and I'll have to um, record that and keep that one, um, as in. You know, it's got to be watched, isn't it? So, um, and not miss that coming out, going out on BBC Four. So that's really quite cool. The Daleks colorized, sorry, the Daleks colorization is produced by Bad Wolf with BBC Studios for BBC Four and iPlayer. Oh, it's going to be on iPlayer, so I don't, I don't have to record it then. Um, and, and then it talks about uh, Tales of the Tardis, um, which is quite charming, but I don't have to worry that's about you not, not being able to sit. Player. It's available. What did you whinge? I mean, what did you say? Sorry. Master, master, master. Uh, speaking of iPlayer, mm. is Unearthly Child on there or not? I'll have a look for you, Kirby. God, it's... Okay, so in that case, um, for, while I'm you can while I'm looking for it, you can move on to what you, don't you have watched. To look now. I'm looking for it now. You asked me to. What did you watch this week, then, Kirby? And then I'll do mine bit. Uh, Loki, uh, two of the Tales of the TARDIS, uh, did, uh, Fenric with, uh, Fred and watched on my own Urshak. Um, not much else. Um, oh, that's it then. Well, I'm glad you, you did it for that length of time. I can tell you that Unearthly Child is not on the iPlayer list of uh, classic Doctor Who stories. Okay, there it is. What? Why is it not? They've even got the colorized stuff, like Galaxy Four and stuff. That's rather cool. Why is it not? The, uh, the I'm not uh, sorry. The cartoons. Of the author is being an idiot. Oh, okay. He he, he he popped up uh, ten years ago, object objecting to not being credited for naming the TARDIS, which his dad did not name the TARDIS the TARDIS it was definitely something that was brought up by um, it, was, it was from Verity and uh, well mainly Verity so um, I'm also blast I, I clicked on start watching 
Yeah, so I'm looking through the episodes now, and obviously where um, we have things like the Invasion uh, Episode 1 animated. So they fill in the gaps with the animated episodes as much as they possibly can, which is really good because it opens up the Troughton era quite nicely and, again, makes it accessible to... Uh, to Doctor Who fans who have not been able to enjoy the classic era um, just looking at season 5 because which is now going to be season 5 original because obviously we've heard that Russell T Davies is going to call this new series season 1 for the benefit ah, of but the, I saw the a Disney news, Plus news the other day that people do not like this at all well, they and didn't like it when Moffat did it so <laughs> this doesn't matter, it's new Doctor <laughs> Who It's a stu- maybe you should call it season A just drop the yeah, number altogether. Right. <laughs> um, well, we, we used to get so wound up with calling it season and not series. It was something we, we were really sort of anal about back in the day. Um, for, no, that was something that Reese was anal about. Yeah, but and, uh, you know, yeah, when they first cool. started doing these animated uh, episodes, they they do them in black and white. But fortunately, the things like Fury from the Deep are in colour. Uh, and again, I haven't seen Fury from the Deep properly, apart from the reconstructions that we saw when we did the review all those years ago. So I must really watch some of these uh, episodes. Wheel in Space. Uh, it's only got episode three. Oh, what have they done for for Wheel in Space? Because they've only got uh, three and six. They haven't. Um, I haven't reconstructed that one yet. Maybe that's one. Because got did I tell you that I finally uh, watched? Um, I did the. I did Wheel in Space. I finally caught up with everything, but of mm. course it was just the uh, the pictures. Okay, I'm just looking down. So, so I've now seen every Doctor Who. We all have seen every Doctor Who, or, or, or well, at least I, I have. I was behind you guys, remember? At least I, I have, yes, yeah, so, because you were very naughty, and I'm the only one who's actually bothered doing the, the proper journey and watching every episode anyway. Uh, Macra Terra, which I haven't seen in its new animated form. Faceless Ones, I haven't seen... I haven't seen Faceless One in, in its, its proper form either. I've seen the last episode. There's a few yeah, things I, I, did, I did Faceless Ones with, uh, with the um, Earth Station Who couple of years ago even of the daleks my goodness there's loads there i haven't seen in, the, in this new hour. so thank you bbc for bringing out episodes i i couldn't be bothered to buy and i've saved money because i just watch them on the iplayer fantastic right then so sorry is there any is there any acknowledgement of the massacre episode oh you asked me that just as i, I logged out of i of um iplayer i have to go back in now Hang on. I'm getting hot now because I've got so excited. Yeah. Master, you you also didn't finish the uh, the news. I did. Oh, hang on a second, Kirby. Or, I've got lots to do. Can you tell Marco him off, Polo. please? Oh, I just dropped my bell. And what about Marco Polo? Is that that's a very good. All right, we'll have a we'll have a look for the benefit of the listeners who might indeed be in Britain and can actually benefit from the iPlayer's yeah. facilities. <laughs> yeah, you have it over us. You definitely. <laughs> Okay, let's see what we got here then. So you go to Doctor Who, every Doctor Who, every companion, every enemy, discover the Hooniverse. Doesn't say every episode, so they're not um, lying to us. Um, series 1, or Season 1, is it called on here for some reason? Uh, we've got the Daleks episodes, uh, we've got Edge of Destruction, Keys of Marinus, uh, Aztecs, or oh, what story that was, Sensorites, Reign of Terror. Episode one, two, three, four, five, and six. So that's, that's pretty pretty complete, isn't it? Apart from 
Unearthly Child. Season 2, Planet of Giants, uh, A Dalek Invasion of Earth, more genius. Romans, love it, uh, although it's slightly silly. Web Planet, boring, but there you go. Uh, Space Museum, Chase, love the chase. Yeah, you're you're way beyond uh, Marco Polo, yeah, so that's not, definitely that's a shame, not. isn't it? They haven't um, haven't animated it yet, have they? No, 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 they haven't. So that's why it's would, not on there. That would be that would be a delightful one. It would to, be. Uh, I agree. That's one we're that. really desperate to get back. Uh, season three, Galaxy Four, uh, in fucking color. Uh, apart from the obviously the well, they actually did the whole series, animated, animated, animated. Is it all? I'm sure I'm seeing an. Uh, no, a proper episode of Galaxy 4, to be fair, but that doesn't appear to be on it. Dalek's Master Plan, uh, only two episodes of that. I'm surprised they haven't... Well, didn't someone do Galaxy 4 as uh, a, a complete reshoot? I don't know, I don't know about that. I seem to remember something seeing a, a proper episode of it. I thought one was recovered. Uh, Dalek's Master Plan, I've only got three episodes on there. That's one that they really do need to animate. The Ark, one of my favourites again. Celestial Toymaker, just one episode of that. Again, bearing in mind you know, what they're doing now with Doctor Who just for the, uh, the 60th, you would have thought they would think, I know what we'll do. We'll animate the Celestial Toymaker and it will be a nice little segue for, the, yeah. uh, for this particular episode. Um, right. Gunfighters... Episodes, the war machines, and that. I was thinking of Mission to the Unknown because a a university redid Mission to the Unknown uh, a few years ago. Mm. All right, and okay. it, it was excellently done. All right, okay. I think I'll see something on those lines. Tenth Planet, uh, in its uh, filmed and animated forms, I do think they did a great job with the iconic missing episode four, uh, as far as animation goes. Power of the Dalek, obviously all animated. Just did did. Did I, I don't remember hearing you say the gunfighters. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah. Uh, Underwater Menace, uh, Moonbase, all in, in its mixture form. Uh, Map of Terror, Faceless Ones, and we've done all these ones. I, I received a, uh email from Amazon saying that my Underwater Menace will be coming in two months. But it's on <laughs> iPlayer, so I, I won't bother, Kirby. Is it the, the new animated version? Oh, for God! Right. What season is that? Four? Uh, Macro Terra, you said, was it? No, not Macro Terra. Underwater Menace. Underwater Menace. Oh, good grief, let's have a look. What series was that one in? Uh, was that uh, Troughton's second series? I'm not sure. Series in five. I really make a noise upstairs. Wish they wouldn't. Um, Ice Warriors. Enemy, enemy of the me. World. Um. Web of Fear, including animated a filler, I think. Let's look. Fury from the Deep. Is that one you said? No, Underwater Menace. Oh. You want me to look it no, up? No, sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking. Web of Fear, right, and then it's uh, uh, Fury from the Deep. Um, Weird in Space. On. No, I can't see it here, unless that's in the last series. Underwater Menace. Find it. All right, don't get some uh, fourth season. With this serial, the fourth season. Because oh, I've got to go back now. Sorry about this, listeners. Um, right, you this is what we've got. Season four. That. Right, tenth planet. Power of the Daleks. Underwater menace. Moon base. Macroterra. Faceless ones. So underwater menace. What what version is on iPlayer? 
Is it animated or is it... animated. It is animated. Color animated. Interesting. What other version are you thinking of? If you're, there's a loose cannon one that's yeah, all with, with the, for, but loose I cannon. I think I don't think the BBC has the rights to the loose cannon. BBC will not do loose cannon. No, these, they don't. These are all no. the animated. Let me see. Ones. Let me see what's on BritBox. Uh, Dominators, Mind Robber, Invasion. I thought you quit. Uh, Crotons. Uh, oh. are there. The only I one I was wondering about. They need to, to get back again. It, uh, for the last series is the one they've only got one episode for isn't it um i can't remember which one it was now space pirates is it that's not um, there, I don't think. no that one with, with the chubbleys or whatever they are yeah um they've only got one i think they've only got yeah, one that, that, they even, haven't even got that one episode of uh, the space pirates on it that's just not on here it's probably not worth putting on just the one episode is it but we we did actually review it and um got through it quite well i seem to remember back in the day i think uh, those episodes i think uh, would have been quite interesting to the doctor who fan wasn't it a good idea of mine to do the journey everyone yes the brit box uh, <laughs> brit box has wheel in space but as as um mostly uh the the stills okay. so it's, yeah. it's not the loose cannon but it's done the same way okay yeah but they do not have underwater menace okay all right, then, I'm going to try and uh, go through what I watched this week, Kirby, as you um, came up quite well, you categorically. you didn't finish with... the uh, news. Oh, for God's sake. I thought I had, because I've scrolled off the episode. Why? Is there something I didn't say? Because I thought I got down to the next bit. Yeah, well, did we mention that the 60th anniversary specials will be available to pre-order? Uh, nope. Well, they, they will be. Unfortunately, the link goes to the Amazon UK. So... We Americans can't do it yet. Oh, dear. All right, then. So, uh, what I watched this week, uh, well, I've been watching a bit more regularly uh, Star Trek Picard. Uh, so, uh, Series 3, obviously, that is. And uh, I don't like the um, the uh, changelings, I must admit. I suppose that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just don't like them. I don't like being... What's a changeling? Did you know I've not watched what Picard 3 yet? No. Well, you'll find out when you watch it then, won't you? I haven't watched Picard 2 either. Whatever. It's not a spoiler. It's just a, a feature of Series 3 that I don't like. But I, I like somebody told me that Series 3 of, of Picard is really, really good. I think it's mainly because it's the, the next generation cast good. mainly in it. And and um, look out for um, some cameos that appear towards the end of Picard Series 2. Um, but yeah, and of course... Um, uh, I, I do love the fact that they, they made, in Picard, they made um, Seven of Nine a, a made main character in it. Uh, so there you go. As far as Netflix goes, and I haven't watched Netflix for ages, but recently I've watched uh, a few bits and bobs on Netflix, um, some of which may not be available in the US, but Beckham, the miniseries about David Beckham and Victoria Beckham, absolutely brilliant docu-series. That is um, a series which I only watch. I watch it's called Life on, on Our Planet. Oh, my God, Morgan Freeman's voice. I could just shut my eyes and watch that programme. Uh, Steven Spielberg <laughs> directs it. Um, it's beautifully done. Um, they do go, it's a bit like time travelling, do go back and forwards in time, but they show animals now and how they would have been back in the day. It's so well done. But Morgan Freeman's voice, I mean, he, he, he kicks blooming David Attenborough out of the park. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really 
fascinating series one i probably will watch again uh beautifully created and it talks about all the extinctions and how they happened and how the earth was and uh it's really really good uh the other things i've been watching on uh that uh, thing is oh, hang on. where's my thing i was i'm going to dip into friends again for obvious reasons but um because and, and it's, it's just as well it's still on netflix uh it may not be in the u.s but it's here in britain uh what else did we watch oh god deb watched sly about Sylvester Sloan, she said it was really boring, unlike the Schwarzenegger one that uh, was on uh, a while back. Uh, Crown starts up soon, I'll tell you about that later. Uh, looks like that's the only thing I've watched, or just I've been quite absorbed in in the uh, those items that have been on um, Netflix. Bear with, I'm just making sure I've missed anything. Uh, my list, uh, watch it again. Oh god, hang on. I want the thing that says continue watching, for goodness sake. Yes, that's it. Life on our planet and Beckham. Um, what else have we, have we had? On Prime is um, Picard, like I said. On BBC, there's so much on, it's ridiculous. Survivor uh, is back. It's been, it disappeared for a while because it used to be on Channel 4, but the BBC have bought it in, and it's a really good series. Um, um, they must all smell rather badly. Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, also watched episode one of Mamma Mia I Have a Dream appalling so we only watched the one episode um, there's uh, there was a Beatles night on BBC uh, two last night and I've recorded everything that was on it so I've only watched uh, the the Beatles on the BBC uh, sorry the BBC what, Beatles master master what master, master. what do you think of the new Beatles song? oh I, I quite like it. it's not quite as good um, on first listening as Free as a Bird and Real Love now Real Love is an absolute genius song and got totally slated what are you talking about then and now well the new beatles song i think that's what it's called yeah mm. it's called then and now mm. i saw okay. i saw a little snippet I liked of it, it. Mm. i like it too i saw a little snippet of it on uh, tiktok this morning but i love the beatles they they could uh, just rustle a, a black bin you liner wrote, and they still sound about good them. i did i love the beatles so yeah, um, as well as I don't know anything, I, I've got the Beatles anthology DVD set in the cupboard. I do mean to, because of that set to reconnect my Blu-ray player so I can actually watch it because it's not available anywhere else. Like I say, there's things to watch on there: the Brian Epstein story, the uh, Sgt. Pepper musical Revolution with Howard Goodall and, and the Beatles at the BBC. Um, League of the Own started, uh, so we watched an episode of that. I've been trying to sort of back watch episodes of the Graham Norton show. Big Brother's on at the moment. Tipping Point. Deb watches Ghosts. I haven't seen any of it yet, but I know it's a good series. Uh, there's I've, uh, I've got the Beatles Eight Days a Week documentary to watch as well. Great British Bake Off. Uh, what else have we been watching? Uh, Portrait Artist of the Year. Uh, DNA Family Secrets. The Barbie Movie, uh, which is really quite good. Fleetwood Mac um, stuff that was recently on on the BBC within the last couple of weeks. And Picasso. I'm really scrolling through these quite quite quickly. And of course, there's some stuff on Discovery Plus. If you're lucky enough to have Discovery Plus, uh, if I can find that. Uh, obviously, I, I tend to watch the um, crime-based stuff on Discovery Plus, uh, but I forget it's load up because um, the Murder on CCTV series is finished. Uh, but they have a series on they called um, Faking It, where these three experts show how criminals try and lie their ways out, way out of. Uh, their uh, police interviews uh, and they show the, the the signs that in their sort of facial expressions that they're lying and stuff like that it's really quite clever 
but they're not allowed to use that as evidence in court, so they can only show it after the people have been convicted. Well, this is obvious. This is why we knew they were lying, sort of thing. But you have to obviously convict, a, uh, uh, not convict, uh, convince a, a jury. Um, no, in that waffling, I've managed that to um, for the, my list to come up on the screen. Uh, let's have a look. We've got. Richard Hammond's Workshop. I haven't started watching the new series yet, but that's coming up there. Um, Murder Tapes, um, which is a great series uh, with lots of um, police. Well, they, the police wear these cameras, don't they? Body cams. Uh, and murders uh, and their investigations and subsequent... Um, it's a bit like murder on CCTV, only the cameras are on the police. Uh, faking it, like I say. And there was one other thing on here that I'm continuing to watch. Bear with me. And then I'll hand over to... Mary, because this is a this is a bit that the listeners really do want to listen to. Well, dead yes, because I don't have you know I don't watch that much because uh, I watch basketball. I'm usually watching a sport. Well, basketball so appears to be basketball. basketball appears to be available now on Sky. Um, I'll, I'll look into that. So while you're talking about the basketball, bear with right. So the thing that's just come out as a new series on uh, sorry Discovery Plus is Crime Has Gone Viral, uh, which shows heroes basically uh, are going up against criminals uh, very bravely uh, fortunately none of them die but they could have done uh, it's just amazing what what uh, the heroes are that are about in the world that are prepared to put their lives at risk to to protect um innocent, honest and innocent people uh, and it's a great show uh, if you can get your hands on that one Right then, Mary, what were you going to talk about? Uh, you said you were watching sports, oh, right? I watch, I watch basketball. Um, and last week I spoke about a, a show that I found really fascinating called Bodies. Oh, um, oh that's just I started. mistakenly said I thought it was on Netflix. It's not. It's on uh, Prime. Yes. Uh, so if, if anybody's interested in, in like a real mind-bending kind of show, uh, watch Bodies. So it's a drama um, series, isn't it? Time-traveling mystery, yes. Ah. Um, and, of course, I'm watching the Sky Arts Portrait. Um, I'm on season three now. What a great show that is. <laughs> Moving slowly through them. No, you're lucky I've got so many to watch. <laughs> it's a brilliant series. How many uh, si- series are there? I mean, are they doing them currently? Ten. ten. We're in series ten now. Okay, whoa. So they do, they do You're probably on. watching the ones that Frank Skinner was the co-presenter. In. Yes, Frank Skinner and, um, oh, the lady, I can't remember her name. Jame, um, thing we jog watch, we'll call it. Oh, God, I should remember it now. Yes, I know who you're talking about. She's a legend, a broadcasting legend. Uh, Joan Bakewell, there we go, Dame Joan Bakewell. Well, that, I, whenever I hear her name, you know, of course I think of Bigwell Tarts, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, Bakewell. Um Yes, and I have taken on a new uh, local streaming service that is showing a lot of British mysteries, and I love British mysteries. So um, I'm watching Annika, and I'm watching um, oh, what's the one? Oh, Unforgotten. So those series. I don't know if you if you heard of them. I've heard of uh, Unforgotten, but I haven't seen Annika now. Yeah. Okay. So I just remember something else I watched when you're done. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Okay, well, I'm done, so talk about what well, you saw. They, uh, just before you go on, Kirby, I, I've noticed on TNT Sports, which I can get through Discovery, um, Raptors versus Spurs, NBA. I presume that's basketball. No? How would I know? 
um, Warriors versus Cavaliers. All these are live games tonight. Or oh yes, yeah, the Cavaliers are my team. That's are the, they? that's oh. my father. Oh, I might have to record that. I can't because it's on. Yeah, and, I can't but, record. But they're going to get. They're going to get killed by the Warriors because the Warriors. Are... <laughs> well, they're Warriors. What do you expect? That's 11 p.m. tonight, live. So the we Warriors, have basketball. And the Warriors and the Celtics are the two like master teams. So. Yeah. Well, it's available uh, if you're lucky enough to have Discovery Plus with TNT Sports attached to it in the UK. Uh, NFL Cowboys v Eagles, which is on currently. Live. Oh no, it's not. Big pardon. It's Seahawks versus Ravens live on the Sky Sports main event. Wake me uh, up when you're when you're done with sports. Followed by Cowboys v Eagles. I was going to say now you're talking football. American football. You don't like American football, do you? Yeah. You do. But uh, the the Cavaliers are my team, so I'll be watching that tonight. I did see some baseball um, on some one channel. I think that might be on TNT as well. Again, I, like I thought baseball, baseball but... was over with for this year. Uh, yeah, like... the, the the World Series has been played out. So I like baseball, but I don't watch it very often. So, so um, Kirby, yes, you remembered something that you've been watching. This well, week. yeah, as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I watched Loki, uh, caught up with Lo- Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've still, uh, Geek Daughter and I wanted to continue watching something because yeah. we had uh, extra time. So we started Ahsoka. Pardon? Which I have not seen. Everyone it's... else in the world has. Well, what right. is it? Ahsoka. It's in the Star Wars. Oh, oh right. Okay. Okay. So watch the first episode yeah, of that. Yeah, I saw quite a lot of Star Wars stuff that I haven't watched. So we, we started watching Mandalorian Series 3 and then realized we need to watch the Boba Fett, really. Uh, yeah, you need to watch have... Boba Fett before yeah. you watch that. Yeah, um, well, don't have to, but I feel as if we should. And that, that really you sort should. Of really did it's sort good, of... anyway. Yeah, no, but it did, really did sort of put a stop on on um, Mandalorian. Um, so at some point we have got a. At the moment they seem to be putting an awful lot of really good stuff on, on TV, whereas when I was really really busy there wasn't that much good stuff on, and I, I was just watching documentaries. And now there's some half decent dramas. I, I obviously LED Grace Orkin was was our guest, as I may have mentioned before at FancyCon, and uh, I watched Burning Girls episode one. Um, I feel as I might even revisit that that particular series um just to see what elodie's like in it because um she's so nice um and um i want to before we move on to the end of the show pay tribute to, to Vile jabalala who all i've heard i mean we had good comments about her from the first uh, event in 2019 she i, I feel as if she doesn't realize that she's an angel she's one of these people that you you feel like she's your friend, even though you don't really know her. She brings, she lights up a room. She she she's always happy. She's happy to talk to everybody. She she's just an amazing person. And yeah, I know when I spoke to her a couple of weeks ago, she was um, upset about her her day job scenario. She wasn't having a great great time in her day job. And I'd say, well, come to the Isle of Wight, we'll cheer you up, sort of thing, you know. I feel as if, even though she was having a bad time in a day job, that she was actually being absolutely lovely and wonderful to the people that she was caring for in a day job. Um, just a magical human being, and uh, love it a bit. So I think everybody that comes into contact with her just falls in love with her. She's such a lovely lady, really is. So, um, and 
I feel as if she's a friend for real because of the way we've spoken to each other and you know and the TikTok that I did with Valile. I know that I'm feeling a bit grumpy. I play that one to myself and it always cheers me up because she's on it and it's just funny. So I just wanted to say that she was great and she really made the event for us. I feel um, and of course Chris Rankin, another very nice chap. But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, all in all. Uh, very good. So next time we'll be looking at the Day of the Doctor. That's right, isn't it? Day of the Doctor? Yes. yes. Are we also going to talk so about sh- the Night of the Doctor? Mm, of, of I, course. I won't probably watch Night of the Doctor, even though it's nice to see Paul McGann playing the Doctor. Cause I probably... And what about, uh, what about the uh, Five-ish Doctors? Oh, that would be good, but I'm not going to do that either, no. I haven't got time. Okay. I know oh, I'm, I, I'm not as busy. I, in some ways, I like the Five Weeks Doctors as an anniversary better than Day of the Doctor, although that's sacrilege for me to say because Day of the Doctor is so good. It's quite funny that they went and made that Day of the Doctor because they they wouldn't include all the the excuse me the classic actors in the 50th anniversary special, and now they've gone overboard with including them in all the stuff that's coming out now. So I oh, think they yeah. got the message across. I'm making up for it because the fans were so mad. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, Fantasy Con, this is a secret. I'm saying it quietly because it hasn't been announced yet. Fantasy Con 4, or as uh, Roy's calling it, Defcon 4. Sorry, Defcon 4. <laughs> Defcon 4. Um, it's, a, it's a nickname rather than the actual name. But, um, yeah, that will be on the 19th of October next year. Okay, so you decided to go ahead and do it. Deb did decide to go. We had a meeting. We had a meal in a meeting the other night. And um, Isabella came along to it by way of witness. And we said we went for about an hour or so, if we do it, if we do it. And then suddenly Deb said, so when we do it next year, and we, and both me and Mick went, you said it. No, I didn't. I said if. No, you said it. Isabella, what, who said? Yes, she did. So then it became when we do it. And then Roy, who was going, oh, uh, well, if, if. And then suddenly Roy McQueen went, became when, when. And... Uh, then it became, well, I said, you know what my feelings on it. I'm quite happy to do it anyway. But I'm not going to be the first one that puts my hand up and says yes. It has to be the two people that were, seemed like they were, seemed like they were least keen on doing it. Yet Deb has bought a load of bump for it before we even announced we were doing it on the 19th of October to add to, uh, you know, the stuff we already had. Um, and Isabella, who, when Deb said, we might do it next year, said, no, no, not doing it. Because she's obviously witnessed some disagreements uh, in relating to, uh, to the event between us. Um, so she <laughs> was there to witness our um, re-ignition of uh, FantasyCon 4. Uh, the well, reason why consider we... consider bringing, bringing an American over. No. Uh, the reason why <laughs> we decided to do it, because it was so successful this time, and it worked quite nicely at... Uh, Medina Leisure Centre or we know a few areas we need to sort of change and improve so we can get it really right next time um, and we've got uh, we've got enough money in the pot to pay for the hall for next time which will help us all we need to do is get Red Funnel back on board uh, we've already got one of the sponsors already uh, and I need to book the hotel rooms really really early to get them really really cheap um so apart from that everything's um we sort of learned from the small mistakes we made this year uh and i've got the, the email list of everybody who bought a ticket so all good really so yeah that's next year so i feel a bit more a bit more relaxed in regards to the organization because a lot of it is already in place 
and so so anybody who listens to this show somebody actually contacted me in regards to, and asked me to go on their show who listens to this show uh, i i sort of said go and see mary because she loves doing stuff like that did anybody contact you mary in relation to appearing on another podcast no no oh oh Okay, well, probably not listen listening to our show anymore. But when I sort of tried to palm it off on someone else, but um, <laughs> um, I can't even get my message thread up. Uh, and oh, I can't do that because I've got the live video going. Cancel that. Um, yeah, so somebody I can't remember they were they they listeners to the show and they've got their own podcast and basically they send projects out to people to record their own sort of. Uh, reviews i suppose on it and then uh, that you send the recording back into them and they put it on their show um i have hardly any time to to even put the last two episodes together <laughs> so i knew i wouldn't have time to do it um because i'm assuming uh, the process of hmm? sorry who's this who's asking i can't t- oh, I'll see if it's on my phone where's my phone gone i can't my phone's in the other room right um i can't tell you it's just um a, a listener to the show who, who messaged me to, in regards to oh i see you want to do it don't you kirby I don't mind. Yeah, I know, but I, I, okay. Well, I'll, they seem to want me. God knows why. Okay. But uh, uh, that's fine. What were you doing? Biscuit. Which one did you get? Do you need that many custard creams? Oh, there's could I have loads, some? There's loads of custard creams in here. Yeah, I'm not going to be loads of custard creams anymore after you've eaten the old blimmin' lot. How many is that? Oh my God. I wonder if the new TARDIS will also dispense custard creams. I think Isabella likes biscuits. Oh, we can blame Owen as well. Apparently Owen likes biscuits as well. There you go. Right then, so, as I said, next time, in two weeks' time, I believe. I'll just check my calendar. What? The 19th. 19th. I'll just check in my calendar. (laughs) Oh. That seems to be okay. I'd have got Wales Comic Con written into the dates there, but obviously I'm not going. Uh, it's a shame because I've got good. Uh, I don't know how so. it's obvious that you're not going. Well, otherwise I'd say I'm going, wouldn't I? But, oh, I'm getting <laughs> excited about Wales Comic Con and Warwick Davis is there and everything. Um, you posted a nice picture of you and Deb and a couple of nice-looking men. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> they will like you saying that. Now that's yeah. that's all of us. That's me, Deb, Deb, Roy, Deb and Debbie Melrose. I thought oh. you worked too. Were we all wearing red shirts? Yes. Right. So that's me, Debbie Pearson, Lanyards, yeah. Mick Knowles, and Roy Spearman, the organisers of yeah. Fantasy. You posted the Twenty Megabyte um, page. Uh, accidentally. And, uh, my question is, where's Debbie? I thought she worked fan- the the con too. Uh, Debbie was looking after Debbie. the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast, Doctor Who Zone, um, and uh, where Valile Shabalala was our special guest and uh, at our our place, having be, being very popular amongst the uh, the clientele who were attending the event. So yeah, oh. her, her and Tom and Isla all looked after after Valile. and uh, Mr. Shabalala, as I called him, came in, but I didn't see him. They all met him, and. Um, and what Tom, I saw Tom this morning. Obviously, it relayed the fact that Debbie wasn't very well, and um, he said he was astounded because uh, Isla, who really doesn't like people cuddling her, um, Isla <laughs> cuddled or hugged Valile. That's oh, what I'm good. saying. Oh, That's wow. what I feel. Valile has got something magical about her. <laughs> really, she's just 
uh, she's I hope one of the American conventions I'm not sure, I'm not overly sure whether she likes doing them to be fair I don't even know she kind of likes coming down to Yellow White but um, any event that invites Vanille along even if you don't know who she is you'll want to meet her because she's that sort of she's got that sort of magnetic sort of personality she's just got a uh, an aura about her so any American convention organisers get Vanille to your event she's fab yeah, but there's so fewer American conventions nowadays. Maybe, um, maybe with the 60th anniversary coming up, we'll have more. Well, yeah, I should, yeah. I I should try and go to Hooverville one year, actually. That's Steve Hatcher's event in uh, up in Derby. I'm not sure yeah, I'll, have, I'll have a word with Steve. I've about so Hooverville for years and years and years. I want to have a, have a chat with Steve, get him to get Vilile up there. Uh, maybe I'll pretend to be a okay, agent so and get him for The free. Day of the Doctor we will be discussing on the 19th. Got it. That's correct. I won't be holding back on watching that, that particular story. The only thing I really regret about that particular story is I bought the Blu-ray, and it was a 3D Blu-ray, and then 3D TV died, so I'm never going to get to see it in, in 3D. Well, I'm gonna, the next time I watch it, I'm going to watch it in 3D uh-huh. on my, on my uh, virtual reality headset. Uh, eh? Oh. I've got a virtual reality headset. Well, Mick's got it. Would it work on PS4? Uh, don't know. Okay. Anyway, I, I, we're still I, dragging uh, out the end of the episode, but yes, carry on. I, I was able to figure out a way of watching it using the uh, MetaQuest software. No, okay, I don't know what that is, but okay. So, so what? But you, I'm sure that if you did a little googling, you could watch it that way. Yeah, I haven't got the headset though. Mick's got it because he, he, we used it for, as, for, as a VR zone at the event. Yeah, the event bought it, uh, but Mick turned it into a usable well, piece of equipment. Get get it back and watch Day of the Doctor in 3D in uh, two in the next two weeks. Yeah. No, I won't. Mm, I don't think that's likely to happen. But yeah, nice, a very romantic idea. I'll have to ask Mick. He knows. But anyway, as I was trying to say for the last half an hour, uh, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in the show. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye, Fancy Pants. Bye. Scarecrow.
The 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production, sponsored by whoone.co.uk and lavazi.co.uk. We are proud members of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended. The music on this podcast is covered by limited online music license from PRS for Music.